Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. trauma. My God can hear emotional damage. My God can heal your past. My God can do all those things today. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we are, lest you forget, we are a Pentecostal church and we believe that God has come down and provides healing through the atonement. Amen. What is the atonement? The atonement is his death on the cross. When he died, Praise God, praise God, when he died, his blood shed for us that we may be healed this morning. Isaiah 53, 5 says this morning, read it with me. But he was wounded for our transgressions, brothers and sisters. This is written almost 600 years before Jesus was even alive. Amen. The prophet foretold it. He said he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And listen to this. I want you to get this in your heart today because I don't know about you, but I am tired of having people who are sick who can be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, I'm not... I'm not tired of the people. Don't get me wrong. I love you, but I'm tired of the devil, aren't you? I'm, I want, this time we take back what has, God has for us, amen? Because that last line says, and by his stripes, amen. come on now, by his stripes, amen? Come on, are we lying this morning? This is the word of God, amen? By his stripes, we are you mean that means my body's going to be restored? Yes, amen. Does that mean I can forget about the things that happened to me? Listen, you're never going to forget about the things that happened to you, but God can turn it around and make it to where he heals you, amen. It no longer causes you pain, amen. We've all gone through stuff, but my God, you may have had a past, but my God is the God of the future, amen. He brings healing. He brings healing. You say, Pastor, you have no idea, idea what I've dealt with. I, I, you know, I had an abusive husband or an abusive father or an abusive mom. Listen, you're right. I don't understand any of those things. I didn't go through that. But what I do know that God understands that he identifies with our weaknesses. And he tells you that I am here for you and I love you. And I don't want to see you struggling. I don't want to see you healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. We are a healed people this morning. Amen. Now listen, I want you to understand something. Some people blame God for their problems. They blame God because they're struggling. They blame God for everything. And I'm going to tell you right now that God's intention was for us to live in a perfect world. He created the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden, if you read in the first couple chapters of Genesis, it was a garden, it was a place that was free of pain. I woke up this morning if some parts of my body did not want to get up and they let me know. I, went over, I leaned over in bed and it's like I had cereal snap, crackle, and pop all over the place. And my wife said, are you okay? I said, I don't know. I may have dislocated something getting out of bed. I was talking to someone this morning about yard work. I'm going to have to hire me somebody because going out and doing yard work, I just can't do it like I used to. I maybe get Nick to come over and do it for me just because he's never doing anything. I'm just kidding. Nick's always busy. But the original garden was free of disease. It was free of pain. It was free of sorrow. Anybody understand what I mean in this place by sorrow? You ever felt sad? You ever felt like things were crashing down around you? You ever felt like you were emotionally upset? The Garden of Eden did not have any of those things. There was nothing to be sad about. All your food was provided for you. All the animals were nice. They, they weren't bears there ready to eat you. Amen. They weren't, you know, things ready to take you out. It was just a wonderful place. It was free of all those things. That is what God created. But you know who messed that up? We did. You know why? Because we rebelled against God. Amen. We rebelled against God. God said, don't do that. So what did we do? We did that. 
And I want to tell you that the devil used the word of God against Eve. He said, did God really say that? And this morning, the devil is using the word of God against you. He's saying, did God really say he was going to heal you? Did God really say he was going to take care of your financial needs? Did God really say he was going to do that? Let me put it to rest right now. God is not a man that he should lie. Amen? When God says that it is true, and you can count on it, okay? You can count on it. God is true. Let every man be a liar. God is true in his word this morning. I want you to understand that the healer is here to this morning. The healer is here this morning. The healer wants to touch your body. The healer wants to touch your soul. And not just you. He wants the healing to go through you to your offspring. Oh, praise God. I felt that, didn't you? He wants the healing to go through you to start affecting your sons and your daughters. He wants, mm, man, this is not in my message. The Lord is just starting to speak to me. He wants the healing to go through you to where you touch your family and all of a sudden they're healed. They don't know what's going on, but they're free from every trauma that they experience. Listen, a lot of times we carry guilt as parents because of the ways we acted towards our kids, and we blame ourselves because of the way our kids act. Let me tell you something. If your kids are grown, they've made their own choices, okay? So stop feeling guilty about things, even though they try to blame you. Stop feeling guilty about it, but you continue to pray for them, amen? Continue to pray for them, and when God heals you, that healing is going to come through you to your children, amen? It's going to come through to your grandchildren, and that generation, that generational curse that has seemed to be on your family will be broken in the name of Jesus. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? We need to stop saying, well, that's just our family. No, that's not just our family. That's just the devil in your family. Amen? We need to get the devil out of the family and start acting like the children of God that he's called us to be. Amen? I'm a little on fire this morning, but I'm not going to give up here because I don't want you living less than what God has called you to be, amen? We messed up when we took the fruit, but guess what? God already had a plan of restoration. Can I tell you right now, some of you feel guilty because you've messed up with God. Can I tell you that God already knew you was going to mess up and still loved you anyway? See, you compare God to man because, you know, when, people, when you mess up around man, man just forsakes you, right? You ever had anybody just forsake? I can't be with you anymore if you're like that. God has never done that, you know? God has never done that. God is saying, I've already worked out the plans for your restoration. Come here, let's walk on this. Amen? But we're embarrassed. We're embarrassed to go back to God. God, I can't come back to you. Remember the prodigal son? I can't come back to you because I've messed up. God just ignores us and puts the robe around us and his ring on his finger. And he says, come back, my son. Come back, my daughter. I've already made a plan for you to be restored to me. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. He loves you. He's already made a plan in Genesis 3.15 after they already messed up. He says this, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. That means division. And between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head. He's talking about Jesus there. Seeing this amazing? God had created man and woman. They already messed up. The woman was deceived, and the man just didn't want to be without his wife. Chose her over God. That's adultery. And God says, I've already made a plan. The first man failed, but I'm sending a second Adam. Second Adam, praise God. And, and, and because of the curse that you've now placed on man full of disease. See, we didn't have disease before that. I just said that. We didn't have all these things happen. The man had to work the ground to, to receive the harvest. And all of a sudden, we, were, we had a, a certain amount of lifetime. We were supposed to live forever, but we had a certain amount of lifetime where we were going to die at some point. And God says, I've already worked out the plan for your healing. Amen. I've already worked out the plan for your healing. Praise God. Can I tell you, if you're sick in your body this morning, God's already worked out the plan for your healing. Come on now. God has already worked out the plan for your healing. But see, that didn't get much attention there because maybe you don't believe me. Right? And it's hard to believe because you say, well, I've carried this for a long time. And, 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 and I don't know. That just seems weird. Why, why would God do that for me? Can I tell you why he wants to do it for you? It's because he loves you. 
And he wants to restore us to that time when Adam and Eve was in the garden. That's really what he, he wants, that relationship with us. He wants to restore us, amen? We've got to give up this idea that whatever you have, whatever trauma you have, whatever disease that you have, whatever you have, we've got to give up this thing that we just accept it and say, okay, well, I guess just how it is. Until my last breath is given, I will not accept any disease that is put on me. I will not accept anything because I believe in healing. Amen. I believe in God. Praise God. See, Jesus even came with his purpose to heal. Remember how the Genesis 3.15 says, I'm going to send somebody. I'm going to send somebody. Jesus says this in Luke 4, 18 through 19. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Holy Ghost was on him. You see, back in that time, the Holy Ghost wasn't poured out like it was now. It came specifically on him at that moment. Well, actually a little bit before, but it was on him. And he says, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to, what's that word there? Heal. Heal. Jesus came to heal. Amen. That's great, Pastor, but you know, I, I, I have my own issues, and I believe that for everybody else. I want you to understand this. Jesus is not a respecter of persons. He's looking to heal anybody who is willing to listen to him. Amen? Amen. Jesus is willing. Listen to me. Jesus is willing to heal you. He says he came to heal the brokenhearted. You know what I've noticed? Is so many people carry things from their past. They carry things from their past and they don't know how to get past it. And it consistently comes up and, it, and, and it's always in their lives. Can I tell you that Jesus wants to heal you from that? Amen. Let, me, let me say this again. They have things in their past and they turn to alcohol because alcohol numbs the pain and it helps them to forget. But guess what? With alcohol, when you come off that high, the problem is still there. Amen. It didn't deal with the problem, amen? They turn to weed and they smoke the weed and they get high. But guess what? When you come off the high, the problem is what? When Jesus heals you. You don't forget the problem, but you look at Jesus and what... See, I can't really describe it to you the right way. Only after you come on the other side and received his healing can you appreciate what I'm talking about. When you look at that situation and go, that doesn't bother me anymore. Oh, praise God. When, when, this, when this instance happened in my life, but I can testify about it. I can testify and I say... I'm not talking about a depressedimony. You know what a depressedimony is? You ever heard one of those? The devil's been attacking me. He's winning. Y'all pray for me and they sit down. That's depressing. Listen, if the devil's attacking you, attack back. Amen. Amen. If the devil's attacking you, whip out your sword. Amen. Come on now. Whip out your sword and say, guess what? I know where you're headed, and it's not going to be fun. You can call me a, a reprobate or call me a sinner, and you're probably right, but I've been forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Listen. Quit listening. You ever, you ever, you ever listen to a liar? I'm not talking about a politician because they're paid to lie. Okay? Have you ever... Someone wrote one time, the politicians need one of those jackets like NASCAR so you can see who supports them and you know all that. But anyway, I'm talking about someone who habitually lies. Do you, do you go to them for advice? Do you listen to them? You kind of ignore them, right? Right? You're like, okay, it's nice talking to you, but I don't believe you. But why do we listen to the devil? Devil says you're not worthy. Oh, man, man, man I guess you're right. I'm not worthy to receive healing. 
Why are you listening to him? The Bible says we may not be worthy, but he has made us worthy. Amen? Amen. See, that's the grace. We don't have to do anything on our own. How many people came to Jesus and he just healed them and he touched them, amen? He healed a blind man at the pool, amen? He healed blind Bartimaeus. He set the captives free. I'm telling you, if Jesus did it that day, he can do it today, amen? He can do it today. Do you know why I preach on healing so much? It's because we need healing in the church, don't we? We, we've already had an instance. Uh, Genevieve was talking about the healing that she went through. She went through to the doctor, and they couldn't find anything wrong with her after we prayed for her. Brothers and sisters, that is a healing, right? That is a healing, amen? We've had story after story of people saying, I went to the doctor, or God took care of this in my life. If you've been healed in the past weeks, I want you to just raise your hand right now. Show how God has touched you. Look at the hands across this place, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. God is a healing God. He's a healing God. But man, we, we focus on the negative, don't we? Well, he may have healed me, but I still got this problem. <laughs> Listen, we got 99 problems, okay? We got 99. If you're problem-free, you let me know what that feels like, because I don't know. I, I have no idea, amen? But I praise God. There may be 10 Samar people that got healed, but only the Samaritan came back and thanked Jesus for healing him. We need to thank him for his healing this morning, amen? Say, God, we thank you for your healing this morning. Thank you for your healing this morning. Thank you, God, for your healing. Praise God. He is a healer in the house today. He is a healer in the house today. Brothers and sisters, I want you to set your sight on the fact that he is ready to heal you this morning. Amen? Pastor, you're talking crazy talk. And I'm going to tell you, the Bible is crazy. Listen, you read some stuff in there, and you're going, man, that's not possible, and you are right. It is not possible without God. Well, but pastor, that's just a bunch of stories written by a bunch of men. That can't be true. It is true. It is true. You know, it amazes me, the same people who say that believe in evolution, that somehow a single-cell organism grew legs. It gets better. And he crawled out of the beach. Man, I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been cool. How many fish have you seen down at the seawater or the ocean crawl out of the water? We'd be calling it demon fish and beaten it to death or something. <laughs> crawled out of the ooze and somehow it morphed into a multi-cell organism. And, and it did this and all of a sudden we get humans. Listen, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does in the simple gospel of God. It takes more faith. Amen? To understand this, it would like, it'd be like me taking a watch and dismantling a watch and breaking it and, and turning it around like this and opening it up and, and expecting it to come out perfect. It doesn't work that way, does it? Only God can make this beautiful person you see in front of you today. Oh, yes, I'm beautiful. In my own eyes, I'm beautiful, amen. <laughs> Possibly my wife's eyes. It's been 22 years, I'm not sure, but we're close. <laughs> amen. God bless you, honey. I love you too. See, Jesus went about doing good. Acts 10, 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with them. You, you realize that that same Holy Spirit that was in God, or in Jesus, that same Holy Spirit that baptized Jesus has baptized us. Amen. Come on now. That same Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you how I know this. In John, I, I, I think it's John 14 or 15, Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit upon us. Now, that, that word breath there is like a wind. And it's that same wind when God breathed into man for the first time. 
It was that renewal. See, God took the Holy Spirit and renewed us. He's trying to renew us to the relationship we had before with him in the garden. Amen. He has breathed into us the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit now resides in us and we have that power to bring about healing in the body of Christ. Amen. Listen, you don't have to call me to pray for somebody about healing. Okay, all you got to do is say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Amen? And then have the faith that God's actually going to do it. Amen? Peter and John walked up to the temple, and the guy says, can you give me alms? And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have given to thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. If we would just give what we have, amen, give the power that God has given to you today. I love the verse that Nick started with this morning. Our job is to go, amen? Our job is to go. Our job is to go and bring healing to the city. I can't be everywhere in the city at one time, but all of us are in the city somewhere at once, aren't we? All of us are somewhere at one time. We have approximately 60 to 70 disciples here ready to go out and bring resurrection power to the masses out there. And we have resurrection glory, amen? We have 70 disciples ready to go up and talk to someone and say, have you been to Jesus? Have you seen his power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Praise God. Are you washed? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? You have that ability to go well. You say, Pastor, I'm shy. The Holy Spirit gives a boldness when the time is right. Amen. He will give you the words to say. He will give you the ability to say it. It is time for the church to go out in power. God has called you. Amen. God has not called me to be the only healing agent in this church. You know why? Because if I am the only one, then all of a sudden it becomes about me and not about God. There's ministries where that's true, right? There's ministries where they proclaim, come see the healing power of this individual. See, that's out of balance. I'm not trying to talk about your guy if he's your favorite guy, but come on, let's be honest, amen? We need 70 healers in this house today. We need 70 healers in this, 70 people willing on. See, you know people that I don't know, right? You, you know people that I will never be able to interact with because, well, that's just how it is, right? But you know them. You know them. The other day, my daughter looked at someone. I'm going to brag on her because she's my daughter. Is that okay? I can do that? Someone was talking about their problem, and they were frustrated, and they were just dealing with it, and they were irritated. And my daughter looked at them and says, I'm going to pray for you. And not that flippant thing that we do, I'll pray for you, you know, like we do on Facebook, and we don't really pray, amen? But no, she meant it from her heart. She goes, I want to pray for you. And this, this woman, she was almost in tears because she realized what that meant to her. The words that we say... I'll pray for you. We're not here to judge anybody. Of course. Can I tell you something? The people out in the world, I'm going to give you a little hint about them. They're sinners. That means they don't understand Jesus. Okay? They're not going to understand Jesus the way that you are. That's why they need to come into here. Amen? That's why you're the agent. I want to ask you a question. How many people have you reached for Jesus lately? We have to ask ourselves that, don't we? How many people have you won to, and I'm not saying that to your judgment, but guess what? God's going to hold us accountable for that. Did you know that? Did you know that? That God's going to hold us accountable for how many people that we reach? That we better get started, shouldn't we? Amen? And it starts with healing for them. It starts with healing for you. Praise God. God wants to do something in your life. You know, though, this is something that I've learned. Sometimes people need to grieve to heal. So I'm going to go a little deep here, okay? Statistically speaking, many of you women in this church have been treated wrong. I'll just leave it at that. Can we do that? 
And we've, we've kind of we've put that stuff down. We've buried it. We don't like to talk about it. Statistically speaking, some of you men have been treated with perversion. We don't like to talk about it. Sometimes for that healing to take place, we have to grieve. We've not allowed ourselves to grieve because we don't want to admit that it happened. We like to pretend it doesn't happen because we don't want anybody to know our business because in some way we feel like it was our fault. Can I tell you right now if something happened to you? Can I just hear, hear, hear pastor, okay? Will you listen to me? I don't care what they said to you. It was not your fault. Come on now. Are you listening to me? It was not your fault. You were taken advantage of. Are you listening to me? So we need to admit, as hard as it is, we need to admit what's happened in our lives. We need to verbalize it. And then you know what we need to do? We need to cry about it. We need to grieve. Because guess what? The Holy Spirit grieves with us. When my, when my wife was sick with our, our, when she was having her children and she was sick and she was nauseous, I remember I would sit there with her and I would hold her and, and I would help her through those things. And if I've been sick, she would do the same for me. And in the same way, when we grieve, when we go through those things, the Holy Spirit leans over us and watches over us and hovers over us and grieves with Did you know the Spirit grieves with us? Did you know that? The Holy Spirit grieves with you, and there's some places in our heart that he's trying to get into, and we won't let him in. No, Lord, you can't go there. No, we let him in because he's the only one that can heal you. He's the only one that can touch you. He's the only one that can bring that healing in your life. Listen, I know what happened to you was terrible, and, I, I, and we can blame God, but it wasn't God. It was the downfall of man that allowed sin into the world. But God is ready to restore, amen? God is ready to heal, amen? God is ready to take that horrible thing that's happened to you. God is saying to you today, I can fix that. Now, if my car was broken and it was unreliable car and I couldn't get it to work and I could take it to somebody who could repair it for free and get me back to where I need to be, wouldn't I do that? How much more does the Lord want to touch your life today? How much, how much more does God want to reach down and fix those things? Sometimes, not only do we need to grieve, we need to let out that anger. Because we're actually angry. We're actually upset. We're bitter. None of those things are from God. But what's happened is the devil has come into your life and he set a trap and he's keeping you from relationship with the one God who can bring you whole and purity. He can restore you. You're not too far gone. You're not too far gone. What God is in the Spirit is saying to us today is, come home. Come home. We'll fix it. Now, when I say that, some of you say, well, my home was a horrible place. So I don't want to go there. I'm not talking about that home. I'm talking about his home. See, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not true, I would not have mentioned it. In his house, there's provision, there's healing, there's restoration. I want you to know, and I'm pouring out my heart to you this morning because I feel so grieved in my heart. I feel, I feel the hurt that is here. For brothers and sisters, we've got to deal with this. Right? And, and in Alaska... The hurt is so much higher than it is anywhere else. I don't know why. I wished I did. If, if I knew why, I would fix it right now, but I can't. The only thing I can do is offer you healing for what you've gone through. And the Lord wants to do it. 
Not only does he want to heal you emotionally and mentally, he wants to heal you physically. Amen? Now, the question is asked, but pastor, I've been down this road before and I didn't get healed. I still deal with it. Can I tell you, you don't know that you weren't healed because God is sovereign. Now, it sounds like I'm making excuses for God, doesn't it? It sounds like I'm kind of explaining it away. No, I'm going to give an example. I mentioned to you about the man at the gate, the temple. He was born lame, and he was put there at the temple to collect alms. Jesus walked by him to go into the temple, but he wasn't healed. Do you know why he wasn't healed? Because God had already ordained a special time for Peter and John to come and heal him. Sometimes our healing is a matter of timing, amen? Sometimes our healing is a matter of God establishing his authority. We don't understand God's timing or healing because God is sovereign. I just want you to know that he heals this morning. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, he says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways Now your ways, my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. See, I will tell you that God wants to heal you. If he doesn't heal you today, then I promise you there's a time coming that he's going to heal you. There's time coming, amen? Now, let me try to explain why certain things take time. The other day, a few years back, I I cut my finger. I was uh, cutting sausage, frozen sausage. And so I took the knife and I pressed down on it. And to make sure that the sausage stayed still, I put my finger hand underneath the sausage where the knife was coming down. Right, So I was able to cut through the sausage and most of my finger. And I looked at that, blood everywhere, and I thought to myself, oh dear God, call Jenny in there. And uh, she said a few things about my decision-making process at that point. <laughs> Very kind words. Like, you know, where's your head? So we all loaded up in the car and we went to the doctor. They put some glue tape on it. No big deal, right? I saved my fingers. That was fine. You can still see the scar on my fingers because that's the way my, I, I carry scars. And so you can still see that. I healed up. No big deal. I couldn't really use these fingers for a little while, but they healed up just fine. I had surgery. I'm not going to get into why it took the surgery there was. I had surgery one time. And I was out of it for days. I was, I was laid up and, and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. And do you know why? The doctor says you cannot move until you're healed. Your body needs time to adjust what's being done. Are you guys seeing where I'm going with this? Sometimes... The healing that you have is so deep, like we talked about earlier. It's so deep that it's not going to be all at once. You, you, know, you know why it's not all at once sometimes? Because really we couldn't handle it mentally and physically. We couldn't handle it. Sometimes the Lord needs to kind of slowly do it. And you know what else that does? That builds relationship with him. Because as he heals me, I'm growing in my faith. I, what, what used to bother me doesn't bother me anymore. It's like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't bother me anymore. I, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, wow, God. You ever, you ever looked back on what God has done in your life and go, wow, that is really cool. Have you ever, maybe you should do that. Don't look back and look at the mistakes. There's plenty of those, right? But look back at where, look back. Some of you look back on where you were two years ago. You came in here drunk and all messed up. Look at you now. Look at you now. Look what God is doing. Amen. 
And that's, that's why I pray, God, send us, send us the drunks, send us the alcoholics, send us the drug addicts, because we know that there's healing in the name of Jesus. Amen? There is healing in the name of Jesus. Sometimes what we do is we like to see our infirmity as a trophy. We like to see that thing that's bothering us. We like to carry it around and show everybody and say, hey, look at me, I'm hurting. And we think that that somehow will get us sympathy or makes us look righteous. Can I assure you it does neither? It does neither. Can I tell you that's also not a trophy? It's not a trophy. In reality, you're carrying around, well, I don't want to use the word, but Paul called it dung. You're carrying around something that stinks and it's no good, amen? Can we put the trophy down? And realize that God doesn't want us to carry that. The better testimony, the better testimony that says, hey, I used to go through this, but now this is what God has made me, amen? I used to have this, but I've been delivered from that, amen? That's the testimony that we need, amen? I remember Genevieve walking up here. We were in the middle of song practice. She says, I just got to interrupt you. I just got to interrupt you. God has healed me. And she did a little dance as she was jumping around. And I was like, wow, this is real because she don't dance. Amen. <laughs> she was all dancing around. She goes, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm like, from what? Because I'd already forgot. And she was, she's, she was talking about it. And, and I remember living there and watching her. And I said, God has touched her. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God wants to touch you this morning. It doesn't matter what you're going through. <laughs> Pastor, I've been asking God. And I'm just tired. Can I just encourage you? I want you to hear me on this. Can I just encourage you to ask one more time? What's it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt to say, God, will you heal me? One more time. What's it going to hurt? And if that doesn't work, maybe we should ask him again. And if that doesn't work, maybe we should ask him a third time, a fourth time. How many ever times it takes, amen? Because we have to establish that we want healing today. Listen, it's not about... People yell at you and say, you have to have faith. Listen, we need to clear this judgment-free zone that we have, okay? Listen, if you don't get healed today, I know that your healing is coming. I'm not going to come at you and say, you need to have more faith. That's, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. You know what I am going to tell you? I said, God hasn't given up on you, and he loves you. Amen. And I'm continuing to pray for you. But I believe that God is going to heal somebody today. I believe that God is going to touch somebody today, amen? I want you to stand to your feet right now. See, I would ask you to come to the altar, but I can pretty much be assured <coughs> that everybody in this room needs some sort of healing, don't you? Amen? amen? I'm a Panthers fan. I need healing. <coughs> My team haven't even started playing yet. We've already lost, all right? We need healing today. Amen. I, I'm 99.9% I'm .9 certain that everybody in this room needs healing. Amen. Amen? Maybe it's emotional. Like, you know, we're talking about deep stuff, right? That was done to you as a kid or as an adult. Maybe somebody left you. Man, abandonment issues are really big up here. We've, we've all gone through that, haven't we? Where people have left us. We feel like God's going to leave us. What did he say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you. Nor... What does that mean? That means he's not going to abandon you, amen? amen? 
Maybe you have physical healing that you need. Maybe your body is hurting, or maybe, maybe the doctor gave you some news that you're not excited about. Listen, I'm not going to try to explain God away. All I know is, is that he's a healer, and he's sovereign. That means he can do whatever he wants. I'm going to play this song again. I know they started some music, and I do this to them every time. But I'm going to play this song again, and I'm just going to believe, and I have to have my glasses, because see, I'm getting old. But I'm going to believe that God's going to bring healing. I want you to sing it with me. We do that. I want you to know he loves you this morning. Sing it with me. Healing is here. Healing is here. Oh, I believe he's already out there right now, the Spirit of God. Healing is here. Shandalamakata. I receive it. You got to receive it. Healing is here. Come on, worship him now. Healing is here. You got to receive it. Healing is here. And I Now I reach my hands to the heavens. I lift my eyes where my help comes from. I look to you, my rock, my healer. I trust in you. I trust in you, Lord. I lift my hands. Your hands to the heavens. I lift my eyes where my help comes from. I look to you, my rock, my healer. I trust in Sickness can't stay any longer. <laughs> Perfect love is casting out fear. Someone's getting touched right now. You are the God of all power. Oh, it is your will that my life is here. Come on now, sing it out. Sickness can't stay. Receive it now. Receive it from. I lift my eyes where my help comes from. I look to you, my rock, my healer. I trust in you. Oh, I trust in you, Lord. Oh, I reach my hands to. Trust in you. Can we do that other part again? Sickness doesn't belong here, does it? Sickness staying. Come on, say it with conviction. Perfect love is cat. Come on, let the devil hear you.
reach my hands. <laughs> I lift my eyes. I look to you, my rock, my healer. I trust in you. my hands to the heavens. Come on now. If my hands, my help comes from, I look to you, my rock, my healer, I trust in you. I reach my hands. Hallelujah! Come on now. Hallelujah. Give him praise. My eyes where my help comes from. I look to you, my rock, my healer. I trust in you. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I believe God. That there is healing in the house. That there is healing in the house today, God. Lord, you spoke to me, and every person in this room needs some sort of healing right now, God. And Lord, let your healing oil, like it flowed down the beard of Aaron, Lord. Lord, I pray that right now, God, that your healing oil would, oh, hallelujah, your healing oil would, oh, that would flow over people right now, God, that you would heal their past, that you would heal their present, that you would heal their future, God, that they would turn to you, Lord, whatever physical, whatever sickness, whatever emotional, whatever mental, God, that right now in the name of Jesus... Oh, God, bring healing to your people. Bring healing to your people, God. Bring healing to your people. I want you to raise your hands right now, and I want you to say this after me. But say it like you mean it, okay? Come on, don't, don't just say it because I told you to say it. I want you to say it like you mean it. And say, I receive. I receive. I receive. Your healing. Your healing. I am free. I am free. The devil has no hold on me. I am free. In the name of Jesus. I in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Just worship him right now. Worship him. I bind the enemy in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. You cannot be in this house anymore. I command you to leave. Leave your leave this people. Now listen, everybody look at me. I'm going to go back into pastor mode, okay? Take what you got today Amen. and give it to somebody else, Amen. okay? Amen. When, when the cashier at Fred Meyers all of a sudden opens up and begins to tell you their life story, you look at them and maybe try to grab their hand without them calling security. Just pray and say, listen, I'm praying for you. That's all you got to say. Don't, don't, don't say, I go to Glacier Valley Church of God. And no, and our pastor's wonderful. You can say that part. But just, <laughs> okay. But say the part that you just pray for them. You don't understand the power that comes. And don't do it flimply. Well, I'll pray. No, I will pray for you. When you're at the restaurant today, look at the waitress and tell her, hey, Jesus loves you, and I'm praying for you. Amen. Or the waiter, I don't mean to 
specify that. When, when, you're, when you're out and, and about and you're, you're talking, you're running to people and family members that you know, you say, hey, I just want to tell you one more time, Jesus loves you. The person that mistreated you and treated you wrong, you walk up to them and you say, hey, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you and I do too. Hey, RJ didn't treat me bad. I'm just coming up to him. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen. Poor RJ, he was in Costco and he was on his phone. I said, get off that phone, young man. Scared him to death. We had some fun, didn't we? He was on break. I was just messing with him. I knew he was on break. But when, listen, when you go up, our goal is to should be, it should be to make everybody smile, amen? That's why I tell dad jokes. They're stupid, but they're meant to make people smile, okay? Some of you could just look at people and they smile, okay? You have that gift, amen? All I'm trying to say is take what you got today. Don't hold it. Don't bury it. Because you'll be surprised how much your healing will come when you pass it on to somebody else. Richard, come pray for us. God bless you guys. I believe that God did a healing in the house today. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the healing this morning, Lord. We thank you for all the things that you do in our lives. We praise your beautiful name for everything you do. For every sickness to be gone, for everything, Lord, we just praise your beautiful name, how you work us and how you guide us through the day, Holy Spirit. We just pray for each person here. You're special, and the Lord knows that you need these things, and he's going to bless you. He's going to walk with you, talk to you, show you the way. Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.